From the alley-oop to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Matchup, the matchup the 49ers can exploit on offense versus the New York football giants. I'm looking forward to getting into this because after watching both teams, there's some interesting matchups uh, that the Giants are going to put on the 49ers and that the 49ers are going to want to take advantage of. These are not matchups that are difficult for the 49ers, but ones they're looking to exploit. So if you want to hear about the offensive line versus a lot of the defensive linemen, uh, that's going to be coming later in the game preview show. This is more about when you're watching film, these matchups stand out in the 49ers' favor. So there's not a, a lot of uh, differences between what the 49ers have seen as far as defensive scheme over the last uh, few weeks. So Pittsburgh, they went against a 3-4. The Los Angeles Rams a 3-4. And now the New York Giants come to town and they're using a 3-4 as well. So you got your stand-up outside linebackers that set the edge and put pressure. Uh, so those are what you're going to see when you get to the line of scrimmage and those affect the 49ers run game. And then when you look in the back end, the one thing that the Giants do uh, more than I've seen the other teams do was they're very multiple with how they line up. So they will move corners inside now. They'll bring safeties into the box. Uh, they blitz off the edge with those defensive backs. So it's a little bit different that way as far as aggressiveness, uh, but that also plays into what Kyle Shanahan does. How can he manipulate the defense to give him the matchup and the look that he wants? And then using motions, uh, he can manipulate where they're at and free up lanes for Brock Purdy to throw. That was what was very clear in the video that I broke down over on Patreon. The entire game is broke down on Patreon, 49ers versus Rams. Head on over to Patreon, sign up, check out the full breakdown. It's a lot of fun to get into, so uh, check that out. If you're watching, like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on an audio platform, give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. And if you want to check out some more content over on the PSF app, we're going to be live streaming during the game and giving live commentary. Come through for that. It's a lot of fun. So let's get into these matchups. And first off, one thing that's been clear this year is that Jawan Jennings has continued his dominance at blocking. And why is that significant? Because the 49ers are running the football for almost 175 yards per game through two games. And it hasn't been just one big play. They've been consistently churning out good yards. Kyle Shanahan's been getting uh, very multiple with the way he goes about handling it, whether it's outside zone, gap scheme, uh, extended run plays on screens to Debo out in the flat. Everything that he's been doing has been stressing defenses. If he can get outside, he does. If he needs to go ahead and get some push on those outside linebackers and create voids there, he does. But it's all been working because of the blocking from the wide receivers and tight ends and Kyle Juszczyk within this offense. So Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod have been doing great. You really saw it happen in the Rams game from Jawan Jennings. He had really big blocks. The 49ers put him in motion and used him as a move uh, type wide receiver, but to block not only on the edge, but downfield. So it was something we've seen them employ against the Rams before, 
but you got to see how good Jawan Jennings is doing it. And he needs to be good because the New York Giants have some secondary players that are pretty pretty good at disengaging. I like both of their safeties. I think both their safeties are physical uh, and they can play pretty good in coverage. And Xavier McKinney is going to be the name that most people are familiar with and how he plays. And he does a pretty good job. He can line up in the slot, deep third. He'll line up on your tight end, but he's very physical when it comes to the run game. And then Jason Pinock, uh, who's pretty good as well. Uh, I liked his film overall. They blitz him on run blitzes, and he made some plays against Arizona. So they've got good, talented safeties. So where does Jawan Jennings have advantages? Well, he has advantages when they match him up against this cornerback group, uh, especially if you can get him matched up with Adderay Jackson. Jackson gives up a lot of size, which is advantage Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings continually uh, takes advantage of these and creates lanes and creases for this 49er run game. Not even talking about Jawan Jennings' advantage that he's going to give in the passing game, but just focusing on his run ability here and the blocking. So you have that matchup. Uh, but I like him against all the cornerbacks, Trey Hawkins, Deontay Banks. I think that he has an advantage there. So Kyle Shanahan scheming it up. Uh, him one-on-one -on, -one on the outside with Adderay Jackson. Bring the splits in close. You know, have them within three yards of the tackle. That could allow Jawan Jennings to get a nice block on the outside or even take Adderay Jackson in as he's going after a linebacker. So I like that matchup for the 49ers. I like Jawan Jennings uh, matched up against the Giants secondary pretty much no matter who it is. The, the key will be in the blocking is trying to get Jawan Jennings a big onto one of their smalls, one of these corners, uh, one of the, the guys who lines up in nickel. Uh, they move around a lot, so we'll see who lines up where. I saw Adderay Jackson mostly on the outside, but if you bring him in tight, you can get Jawan Jennings on Adderay Jackson, which is a win for the 49ers, and that's what you're trying to do with this run game is get wins early. The Giants have been giving up yards on the ground this season. You can take advantage of it. Dallas did. 49ers want to do the same thing, and with 175 yards per game, you would expect the 49ers to want to run the football. Plus, shortening this game on Thursday night is exactly what they want after a quick turnaround coming from the Sunday game. Get in, get out with a W, and then go ahead and have your mini-buy where the players can somewhat rest before they play Arizona uh, the next week. I'm going to continue that thought of the run game by going with two more guys that are going to be pivotal in handling this run game, and that is George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, I, I want to see them against the edge defenders for the New York Giants. So the Giants, they come in with some pretty talented guys. They got Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he's been good. Aziz Aljulari's been hurt. Uh, I haven't heard any updates on him, but if he was a part of this, it would be it'd take advantage of him as well. And then they, they play Jihad Ward, and they play Boogie Basham on the outside. Every once in a while, you'll see them go with a set where they bring up uh, Bobby Ukarike or Micah McFadden on the edge. Those are definite advantage, George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. But here's why I like it. We talk so much about, and I break this down in all my film breakdowns, bubbles in the defense for the 49ers to attack. And we've seen them do it against Pittsburgh. We've seen them do it against the Rams. They take that edge defender. And they get a nice push, and it creates a bigger void increase for their running back to be able to run the football. And George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk have been absolutely paramount to that attack. They have been either singling up and getting a push on some defenders, but also doubling up, whether they're working with Colt McKivitz or Trent Williams, or they're just working with each other, maybe Charlie Warner. 
but these guys have been working overtime, getting a push on those outside players. Thibodeau is pretty good at setting the edge. I still believe the 49ers, Kittle, Juszczyk together can get some push there and get some move, movement. But on the opposing side is the way you really want to get after them. You want to take advantage of Ward and Basham and get them moving. And anytime you get Micah McFadden up on the edge, that's an extreme win. Arizona was winning with tight ends one-on-one when McFadden came up on the edge. Not a normal look for the Giants, but the Giants even did it in goal line situations. So uh, it's the way they move around on defense, they do present different matchups. But if you can get your guys in the right situations, you can win. And we know the 49ers are going to want to run the football. They're going to want to run it early and often to create opportunities for play-action pass. And I think George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk are going to be very pivotal on the edge. So Juwan Jennings against defensive backs, George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk against that edge defender. And what creativity will the 49ers come up with this week? Probably won't be an extensive game plan because of the short turnaround. 49ers normally install a completely different offense week to week, depending on who they're playing. It'll be a lot more limited, but the 49ers have an advantage in the fact that they've already went against two, three, four defenses. So they're adjusted, they understand, and they need to be adjusted because the winning opportunities are on the edge with the Giants being so good on the interior defensive line. Sean Robinson, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, they're really good. So the 49ers need to take advantage of those edge guys. I know Thibodeau is a good player, uh, but in the, the grand scheme compared to what they saw from Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt in week one, this is kind of a guy that they should be able to uh, work on and, and mainly in the run game. So you can't afford to get third and long situations. The 49ers were only two of seven against the Rams in third and long. And a lot of that was early down run success wasn't always there. So they've got to make sure they do it. And how do they do it? Well, using Juwan Jennings in the run game and using George Kittle and Juice against edge defenders. And I think if they go out and execute, they can definitely get it done. Next up, I want to talk about George Kittle again, but throw in Debo Samuel. Now we're going to get into the passing game. Debo and Kittle with the middle of the field. Because the way the 49ers are running the ball, the Giants are going to have to sell out to stop the run. And we've seen this against the Rams. As the uh, Rams were getting ran on, they started having to bring up safeties, make those linebackers come up. The linebackers were reacting to every single movement that the 49ers running backs had. And I say running backs because they were using McCaffrey and Debo Samuel both in the backfield. It didn't mean they were running the football from the backfield. It just meant that both guys started there at times. When you saw Christian McCaffrey go to the left, you've seen eyes go to the left. If you've seen Debo Samuel go to the right, you've seen eyes go to the right. And sometimes it completely split the defense into halves because they got to stay with both of these guys. Fake run to Christian McCaffrey, go into the left, throw to Debo on the right. And what you do is you put these guys in a real bad situation where they have to decide where they want to go. Also, once you establish a run game, whether it is consistent or you're just getting big plays here and there with chunk yards, you're going to make those linebackers step up. As soon as you make those linebackers step up or you make a safety come into the box, it creates a void in the middle of the field. And Kyle Shanahan did a very good job of opening up the middle of the field. We've seen George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel all have success there. The reason I put George Kittle and Debo Samuel in this category for they're the ones who need to take advantage of it because 
I think they have distinct advantages against nickel corners and advantages against the safeties of the Giants. I think they can get open. I've seen enough of the Cardinals receivers and tight ends creating separation that I believe that there's going to be opportunities for big plays for Kittle and uh, and for Debo. So the Giants, they do have a, a solid secondary, a very physical uh, safety room, but there's opportunities there. It starts with the run game. That's why I'm talking Jennings, talking Kittle and Juszczyk, but now it results in opportunities in the passing game. And Brock Purdy's been very good, timely, throws over the middle of the field. He's looked very comfortable in those reads. And he hasn't had the same sort of problems that Jimmy Garoppolo did where teams could employ a robber and they could drop somebody into that zone and take away the middle of the field because he's willing to go outside the numbers on the right and the left and attack the middle of the field. And now proven he will throw the vertical pass. That makes defenses leery of leaving something open over the top. They'd rather you attack the middle of the field, rally and make tackles, get you to the ground. And now the threat of a vertical pass. Now he's going to have to complete him at some point, but the threat is there. You have to take him serious, which means when you see those guys running players off, whether that's Ronnie Bell or Brandon Ayuk getting vertically down the field, it will create a void. Play action, bring player up, uh, vertical route, take safeties deep, create that void. And that's where... Brock Purdy is his best on you know those passes that are 10 to 19 yards down the field. He is well over 80%. Last year, he was the best in that category as well. So where Kyle Shanahan's strength is as far as calling plays and opening things up is also the strength of Brock Purdy and where he completes the most passes. So Kittle, Debo over the middle this week should be a place they want to attack, and it should be open as long as they can establish a run game using the edge players uh, that, that they were going to want to move. Uh, Thibodeau, uh, Ward, you know, let, let's see how the 49ers handle getting those guys and getting that movement along the front. Next up, I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan because this is going to be one of the big ones. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, in the way that he goes about uh, personnel groupings, formations, uh, also shifts at the line of scrimmage and motions, completely manipulates defenses to get the matchups he's looking for. So in the game, we saw some, some things that maybe we haven't seen from Kyle before. One of those, he got Debo on a deep in-cut, and he started Debo in the, the slot, then motioned him out just outside of the outside wide receiver, and then sent him on a deep route. The cornerback had to flip his hips, believing that Debo was going to run a deep vertical. But then Debo broke it off underneath for a catch. By motioning him out like that, I believe they call it exit motion, then what happens is the defensive back can't come up and jam Debo. It gives him separation, gives him freedom to run the route. That was a little subtlety that deep or that Kyle Shannon added to help Debo Samuel and help this offense. But the amount of times that he moved uh, offensive players in this game was very, very impressive. And the movement that he got from the defense correspondingly was very impressive as well. Uh, linebackers, safeties, uh, defensive linemen, Outside linebackers, everyone moving. He was finding matchups where he was getting outside linebackers covering Debo Samuel in space or outside linebackers. And these are normal edge guys uh, like Byron Young, the rookie from the Rams, covering out in space on George Kittle or Debo Samuel, advantage 49ers. So he was finding ways to manipulate what the defense was doing. The reason it's interesting this week 
is because the Giants like to manipulate matchups as well. So they like to take their players and put them on certain guys. They're willing to move cornerbacks inside, outside, bring safeties up into a big nickel roll, line up head up, one-on-one safety versus tight end. So they like to dictate the matchups as well. So Kyle Shanahan, knowing that, how is he going to somewhat try to manipulate and find the matchups he wants? And will the Giants play into that? Will the Giants line up and allow Kyle Shanahan through personnel to determine what they're in? The one thing Kyle Shanahan has done a ton this year is run two running back, one tight end sets, 21 personnel. He did it a lot against Pittsburgh, and he started that way against the Rams as well. What happens is he gets them to stay in their base 3-4 defense and then uses the outside linebackers and inside linebackers against them. He motions out, uses Kyle Juszczyk out wide, occupying a corner, and then getting a better matchup on the inside for Debo, Christian McCaffrey, uh, whoever he de- deems that he wants to have in there at the time. He also was starting to run a lot of 11 personnel, three wide receivers, one running back, one tight end. He went to that a lot in the second half of the Rams game and spread them out. So there's two different ways that Kyle has been attacking this 3-4. Go with your 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end, bring everything in tight with splits, bring Ayuk in, bring Debo in, uh, make them you know, a yard or two outside the tackle or tight end and use them as blocking inside on linebackers, helping on edge defenders, uh, and then just having a lot of space on the outside for their routes or doing what he did against the Rams in the second half, which was spread them out, uh, use 11 personnel, bring Jawan Jennings on the field and use him against smaller nickel corners and smaller defensive backs. And the 49ers manhandled guys like Akella Witherspoon. So Kyle Shannon has showed a couple of different options. He probably has another one as well. But you see like these stretches of how Kyle goes about it. 21 personnel. The next thing you know is 22 personnel. And you got two tight ends out there with Charlie Warner. And they go with a more power run scheme. So how Kyle Shanahan decides personnel-wise to attack is going to be interesting. I think he isolates matchups uh, of the defense better than any offensive coordinator in the entire league. He knows his players' strengths. He knows his formations uh, better than anyone, the ins and outs of what happens if he lines them up here. And then he uses motion to completely distract uh, defensive players from their what they're supposed to look at. You see eye discipline be tested on every single play. Motions, shifts, and then after that, post-snap, McCaffrey going which way, Debo, George Kittle working across the grain. Juwan Jennings, for instance, deep play down the field in the game against the Rams. He starts on the right, and he's really close to the line of scrimmage, the tight splits we're talking about, and he comes right down just behind the defensive line and then runs a wheel route to the top, a little uh, sneaky route out there. And they have to pay, play disciplined ball, and they did pick him up. It was a great job by the Rams. Good eye discipline in a lot of situations, but you don't see that all the time. You would see guys going to the left and George Kittle sneaking out to the right because he just is going to completely test you. He's going to break your own defensive rules. And that's what I want to see him, if he can do to this New York Giants team. The Giants team, if they're allowed uh, to stay in this game, are going to get pressure from the front. That defensive, uh, the two defensive ends and that nose tackle, they can put pressure. It's not a great matchup for the interior part of the offensive line. Aaron Banks has played great this year. 
He hasn't given up a single hurry or sack in 65 pass snaps. So he's doing well. Holton McKivitz bounced back a lot, even against reps against Aaron Donald. That's good news. Spencer Burford thought he played a lot better in this one compared to Pittsburgh. Uh, but a lot of that was, once again, 49ers established the run. 49ers made the Rams become uh, chasers with the screen passes and extending the defense horizontally. So the 49ers have different ways to do it. I think in this game, you want to exploit the matchups in the run game early using Jennings, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, and George Kittle to take advantage of smaller defensive backs and taking advantage of those edge defenders that they can get a push on, run in that bubble, and really make some play. So I think that is what they're going to try to do in the run game. I think we will see a little bit of a mixture of Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Debo will still get some carries as well. But Kyle Shanahan said Elijah Mitchell was supposed to be a part of that game plan last week, and they got to fix it. They got to make sure he gets reps in the game. So look for Elijah Mitchell to be more important in this game in his attempt to not only keep Christian McCaffrey healthy on a short week, uh, but also get a run game going that's physical. Uh, because Elijah Mitchell, everyone knows when he's in the game. Because the physicality really picks up, he finishes runs. I think the 49ers are going to need that. But if they can get the two running back system going and Elijah Mitchell can take some of those carries in this game, that will be really good news as far as keeping Christian McCaffrey healthy and available for week four against Arizona. It's always the key. you got to win football games, and you got to use these guys as much as you need to to win football games. Uh, but if you have a capable player like Elijah Mitchell, he's a number one on teams in this league. I'm sure a lot of teams would love to have him right now. And so they just got to get him involved. So the, uh, getting the run game going is important early. And then once that run game gets established, attacking the middle of the field. Now, just with, like with all things, if the Giants decide that they're going to come up and they're going to take away the 49ers run game, they're going to bring eight in the box. Uh, they're going to come with run blitzes then Kyle Shannon is obviously going to start attacking the middle of the field early. So I think he's going to try to put pressure on them on the outside, and then I think he's going to come back and want to do some things over the middle of the field with Devo and George Kittle. I look for them to have game, big games. I don't know what the health is going to be of Brandon Ayuk and whether he's going to be a big factor in this game. Uh, so we'll have a wait-and-see approach on Ayuk's impact, but Debo and George Kittle are more uh, than adequate as far as attacking the middle of the field and making plays. Uh, so I look for them to have a good game. And then let's just see what the mad wizard Kyle Shanahan figures out for these guys. Uh, the personnel groupings, can he get the matchups that he likes? Safety on George Kittle, uh, linebacker on Christian McCaffrey, or even worse, edge rusher on Debo Samuel out in space. Those are the things he does. Uh, we know the motions and shifts are going to be multiple. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to these matchups that the 49ers can take advantage of. Uh, the 49ers definitely have the weapons, and when you have Kyle Shanahan kind of moving things around, it creates opportunities. I also want to see Brock Purdy build on his performances he's had so far. Better completion percentage in Week 2 compared to Week 1, and let's hope he can just get better and better and better, and I'd love to see him hit one of those verticals this week. I think Brock Purdy could be a key matchup in this game for the 49ers because of his poise, his understanding of the offense, and just how he's playing beyond his years, knowing when to hold him, when to fold him, uh, and, you know, when you got to run. So I think he's done a really good job. I'm impressed with the 49ers offense and looking to see what they do against the Giants. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. I really appreciate it. Just like always, like and subscribe. 
Give it a five-star rating if you're listening to 49ers Cutback on Believe, which is available on all audio platforms. And you can always join us on PSF app as well. Go to the Google Play Store, go to the Apple Store, download the PSF app, join the 49ers chat room, and join the conversation. Me and Mark Adams for 49ers Camelot are going to be on there uh, two times a week, basically, uh, for most of the season. We're doing the Red and Bold show on Wednesdays. You can hop over there, 2 p.m. Pacific, and then we're doing a live stream. We'll be live Thursday. Come by. We're giving commentary on the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. But thanks, everyone, for coming through for the episode. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.